When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Phil Mackey. He tells you things, and you're like, oh, wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Judd Zolgad. One of the greatest screwballs I ever met in my life, but uh, interesting fellow. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, Chris Long, you got big shoes to fill in this segment. Judd Zolgad is... Good thing I have big feet. Ladies, I, do, I do not have big feet. <laughs> you're Irish. Right. <laughs> Ten and a half, Max. I got, I got <laughs> hockey, hey, hockey. I got big feet. Ten and a half, all right. What are you are you, are you, are you hitting more like a nine iron on? <laughs> I just didn't know if you're doing shoe sizes or something uh, else there, so I, I just know. kept going. No, shoe sizes. That's what. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris is laying up. I didn't know. Right. <laughs> are you in the rough? Don't answer that question. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Judd, oh. Judd is ordinarily our Mr. Fix-It on got, this radio that got, show. That got, that got weird. Okay. I think it kind of weird. And uh, our Monday Mr. Fix-It segments are brought to you by Roof to Deck, which you're going to hear more about here in just a little bit. But the floor is yours. I'm going to pose it this way. You and I have a lot. We've probably done this on the air, but it's been a number of years. Yeah. So um, how take a sport and fix the playoff format or just like the format of it. The, a, a sports talk station I was on years and years ago, we always did Sports Czar. You are Sports Czar today. What are your first few moves? And we had some, always had some fun ones there. And I have had the same one over and over. And if you're a longtime listener here, or you follow me on Twitter, you know I've gotten into this. And we'll kind of take some different angles on this. But I see the biggest challenge, especially right now. We're talking about twins. We're talking about baseball. I, as someone who is not, I, I like baseball. I watch baseball. I follow the twins. I, I But I'm not a baseball nut. And part of the reason I'm not, and I maybe was when I was younger, is I still feel, and I'll admit that there's been a lot more parity in baseball. Mm, not true. There's been a lot more diverse results at the end of a baseball season over the last decade than maybe there should be if everything works out. Regular season or World Series? World Series. Okay. Yeah. Which we all can agree. Actually, I think baseball has more World Series winner parity. Yes. Than most, if not all, other sports right now. Yeah, and it, in the last like fifteen years, it didn't for a long time, and then it has, and and but it shouldn't. The way they decide their championship saves them. That there's a couple games. Right. In, in fact, baseball, and, and that, this is a segue into what you're gonna uh, go with here, I think. But so the EPL does not have a playoff system. Nope. You play every I mean, team there's like twice. The Champions League sort of acts as if you're one of the top three, what is it, four teams four, in the Champions League. It depends on so, your country, but yeah. But, the, but at the end of a seven-month season, whoever has the best record, essentially, it's, is the champion. It's very simple. I play at your place once, you play at my place once, we all do that, and yes. we see who won. And if you did it like that in baseball... The Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox, the teams that spend the most money are going to wind up at the end with the best regular season record. But because baseball is such that 
if you get in, the Marlins can get hot and win the World Series like they have twice without 100 wins in the regular season. Um, and hockey's the biggest argument because two eight seeds have won the Stanley Cup in the last... Nope, went to the Stanley Cup Finals in the last... Edmonton went, and then the Kings won. Kings, the Kings won. Well, Nashville, I think, was a lower seed. Weren't they last year? I don't know. They might have been eight. They might have been Between seven. Between six and eight somewhere, yeah. Um, yeah. So, now... The problem you have right now with the English Premier League, there's still I'm trying to do about six games left, five or six depending on the teams. Manchester City is one. It's, it's over. It's yeah. over. They're 13 points up. Um, they lost to Manchester United last week, but they could have clinched with like six games left. And you would think as an American sports fan, well, that stakes. There's no drama the rest of the season. Which is what I think. Oh, contraire. Okay. That's my catch. And why I still say, and this, suspend your disbelief. The way Major League Baseball is run, this will never happen. Uh, but, man, it'd be fun if it would. The, the the drama now for all English Premier League teams, because the way the standings work out, there's only a couple teams that aren't involved in this. So you mentioned the Champions League. The way that works, if you're not a big soccer fan, and just stick with me. I'm not trying to – I hate soccer. Just stick with me. I'm going somewhere with this. The top four or maybe five teams, depending on a lot of factors, will then get select top five teams this year – will get selected to play in the Champions League next year. So Manchester City has run away with the championship, and that's the ultimate goal. But there are all these secondary goals. Making the Champions League is one. The team I support, Tottenham Hotspur, they're in fourth. They're in a really good spot. A couple teams behind them could still get hot and try to make a run into that top four. And Champions League, by the way, for people who don't follow this at all, is a tournament. In all, yeah. Teams that It's finish, a bracket. You get into a bracket. It's kind of like a mini World Cup. Yeah. There's groups and brackets, but it's... All of Europe. Yeah. With a couple Asian teams, which I've never really understood, but that's, yeah. So, like, my team will play their league game on a Sunday, and then on Wednesday they'll fly to Sweden, and they'll play, a you know, a team that finished in the top three in Sweden last year. And it's a huge financial, it, there's a lot of money incentives to get in there. So the teams are in on it. And anyway, so if you're seventh, if you're Burnley, if you're in just playing for the title, there's you're, you're, there's nothing to play for right now. However, there is that carrot of Champions League. More importantly, at the bottom of the table, and right now, so the bottom three teams, there's 20 teams in the English Premier League, the bottom three teams are going to go down to minor league soccer next year. The fight to avoid that is more heated some years than the title fight. But I think what I think what bugs me about still I love that format and I think it'd be awesome if the Marlins were punished yes. for tanking yes. by going to the International League. Sorry, you're going to go to the PCL if you're the Padres, right? Or some crappy team, whatever it is. You're going to go play. You're going to go play against the Las Vegas 51s this year and try to get back into Major League Baseball. And if you don't want to, fine. And Durham Bulls, great season. Rochester Red Wings, you're you're in Major League Baseball. Right. Now those teams now now some of those teams do act as feeder systems for the man use in the man cities where you can where they're purchasing kind players. Of, but there's not your prospects as en masse aren't playing in one place. But what I think what bothers me is with with the European League, there's only there's only like seven teams that can well, eight if you count Leicester City from last year. But There's like but seven, you, but you can't dismiss that. But if if you're like if you're the Twins and you're the worst team in baseball two years ago, you could still conceivably win the World Series in five years. 
by just accumulating talent. Well, and you still could this and, way. And building it up. But if you're Burnley, you're not going to win the EPL. There's zero chance, unless they put a playoff on the end of it, that you're going to have more points at the end of a regular season. Said everyone said everyone before Leicester City at 10,000 to 1. But that's one but that's one time in the 25-year history. The right? evolution of the English Premier League, that can happen easier than it used to. Okay. There are still the same six teams are going to be near the top of the table every single year unless something catastrophic happens. Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea. So there's not even a little party that wants Man City to have to prove it just for fun in a small sample size against... No, because there's more to play for. That's my point. So I'm now... Tottenham is... I I don't want to jinx it. Spurs fans, believe me alone, they're probably okay Champions League. They're 10 points up. They're in fourth. They're probably in good shape. Please don't blame me. That's your squad, yeah. I'm watching the bottom of the table now. I have not given one iota about Crystal Palace and Swansea all year. But if they're on this weekend, I'm going to watch. Because now, spotlight's off the top of the table. Would would you get rid of the Super Bowl? No. Would you get rid of the World Because you'd get rid of the World Series. The reason it works... Or do you like baseball better 50 years ago when it was, all right, East... There's or there's National League, American League. Forget about East West. Well, you take one team from each league and they play each other. I'd like to get here. closer to that. I think we blow up leagues, blow up leagues and divisions and conferences. There's no reason to have that anymore in American sport. You're all traveling first class. You're not taking trains to St. Louis. I think it's a built-in marketing mechanism to build rivalries, though, right? But, but blow it up because as teams, Houston, perfect example. They were horrible for five years ago. I wouldn't have paid one cent to see them. I'd buy a ticket to see them at Target Field this week. It will cycle. If I'm seeing Houston, and there's a way to structure it, you're going to play this team so many times at their place, this team so many times, you're, you can do it. And I did it once for Wetmore on the podcast. There's a way to set it up so it's a 154-game it's season, so it will work perfectly, where it's a little more balanced, but it shifts depending on where you are. Your schedule is based on how you finished last year. So it, it's it's not divisions and it's not leagues, but everybody's still playing Everyone. Like you know, when I was a kid, it drove me crazy. Before interleague, and before national television, I would hear about, you know, these players that are playing for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as a Baltimore Oriole fan in Washington D.C., yeah, I would a, never see that. Right. That was like the, when when interleague came in in 1997. It did for a while. It was fun, like the novelty of oh, the Twins and the Cubs are going to play each other at Wrigley Field. And now that you've seen that happen a few times, and it's kind of the novelty is is over. But cycling. So so now, okay. So this year it's Houston. Next year it's when Florida, well, this, this when Florida year, starts spending money again in three years. Well, it's H- them. Houston's American League now. Remember, they, but not in the division. So you're not going to oh, see, see them as often as you're going to see. I'll use the Marlins as an example. Once they're good and winning World Series again in six right. years, because that's how they roll, it evens it out. But that's the catch. So you'd have to expand Major League Baseball to do it. But I'd be so much more fascinated at the end of the season instead of just watching. Everybody loves this expanded wild card because it makes the race so much better. Let's add this whole other so I race love that. at I, the back. I would compromise with you this way. I would love relegation. I, and again, it's there's almost no way no, it could ever happen. You'd have to add 10 teams and split it in half. It'd be so much fun if, if relegation existed. Right. But I would I would keep a playoff. I would keep an end-of-season playoff bracket I'm fine of some with that. kind. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That I'm okay with, and that's why I think there's a way to blend the boat. But but if you're in that Division Two, your goal yeah. is not to win the World Series at the beginning of the year. Your goal is to get to Division One, and I say the way it could work in baseball, if there was ever any shred of hope, they'd still play each other. You would have D2 and D1, and they would play each other at least one series a year. So I'm still going to see, as a Marlins fan, I'm still going to see the Yankees this year 
but I can't win the World Series. I'm playing on my Division II schedule, which is mostly against my Division II teams, to be the best of them. Does that so, happen? Does like does Man City play? Uh, what's the what's the secondary league now? Championship. Which the championship is league. Does, is there not? Any, there's no crossover. E, well, they have a cup where that's is that FA Cup. There's it's two all very confusing. There's, there's like Champions League, but that's my FA point. Cup. So there's all these things. So if you are a fan of Swansea, who are 15th in the table right now, your team might make a cup run one year. And the way the cups work is they put all the teams in a hat and just draw them out. So the best two teams could play each other in the first round. And every year, some This division... would be like, all right, 64-team NCAA tournament bracket, and, uh, oh, man, looks like we have Lipscomb playing you know, right. some directional school right. and Duke playing Kentucky in right. the first round. So, But deeper. So now let's make it a... Oh, i got to do math here. 228, 256, bigger. 256. And every now and then, some <laughs> team that plays on a high school-sized field is going to host Manchester United in a quarterfinal in the so cup. That's cool. Right. Like, to have to 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 have to have like the gopher baseball, this is a, an extreme example, the St. Saint Paul Saints exactly. at CHS Field hosting, hosting the Yankees the LA or Dodgers. something. Right. Yeah, and now that's would, cool. And it would happen, and fans of that team would talk about it for 50 <laughs> Aaron years. Aaron Judge hitting a home run onto right. 94. It'd so be amazing. It's, I, I'm okay with keeping the playoff system because that's American. It's what we do, and I don't want season to be over. But there's so much other things going on there that relegation and cross divisional play, which is what you would have in the yeah. Chris Long Baseball League with Division One and Division Two, it'd be so much fun. And if you could expand Major League Baseball a little bit, now the problem is you'd have to farm systems are the problem. That's why it can't happen. I don't know how you make that work because well, they're all independently owned. So in but theory, you'd like- have to tell. 10 to 12 markets, you're no longer affiliated, you're no longer a AAA city, you're going to start in MLB 2, but then you got to build a farm system, like, and then if you fall out of it... Development systems would have to change, be, but, those, yeah. but those teams, like the Rochester Red Wings would say, wait a second, there's going to be more attention on our team and league, we'll sign up for that. What would happen more often is, and this is what happens in soccer, yeah, you're going to develop your talent in whatever your farm team is, you're going to buy players. Yeah. You're going to spend money to buy your way to the top, and that's not Always bad. See, You're not going to have a salary cap. Go the full nine. I love it. I'm in on most of this. I'm in on, on most of It'd this. It'd be so fun watching Marlins Mets to see who stays up at the end of this year. <laughs> Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. Captain America captures Augusta. As if Imagine Dragons would say, welcome to the new age. To the new age. Wow. All right. Dave... Chris Long, Dave knows about my love for Tiger Woods. Going back, I, to my oh, childhood. I know, I'm a listener. I'm not just you know. a fill-in host. I'm also a listener. Well, Tiger's the reason why I got into golf. Tiger's the reason why I hack around and try to break 95 uh, at golf courses like Como. And the reason you go to Denny's late at night and Perkins, and sometimes <laughs> don't underrate Embers in that department. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about omelets. Yeah. yeah, of course you are. So I got to thinking watching these guys here, like Patrick Reed. You know, put a green jacket on him. Uh, there's about, I would say, guys who you would consider the best player in the world right now over the last four or five years. So in this era, you could go back and forth between eight different guys. You could At any point in the last four years, you might say, oh, Spieth, best player in the world. Oh, wait, Rory. My God, Rory is amazing. And he's playing for the, at some point, he's going to win a Masters and he'll have the career Grand Slam. Well, Patrick Reed could stake claim with Ryder Cup and now Masters to being the best player in the world. And Jason Day for a while was ranked, and 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 uh, Dustin Johnson, even Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, right? And all these guys are legit, and they're all in their 20s, and they're all winning majors and winning tournaments on a regular basis. Tiger Woods 
if faced with this competition early early 2000s, late 90s, or if Tiger Woods' prime was plopped into this era, would not have 14 majors, might not have 9 or 10 majors, and, and would still be every bit as talented, but feasted on an era that was kind of in transition. So did Jack Nicholas. Sure. If you want to not just make it about Tiger Woods. Sure. And and he fought them all. You know, he raised his game. I mean, he was amazing, but same thing. You know, the Arnie Jack thing was there. That was kind of it. There wasn't a lot of other. You look at the list of guys that won majors, and that's kind of. I did this last night when when you you yeah you and you I did this. this. You and I did the same prep, looking at golfers who won majors during Tiger's era. It's the easiest yardstick. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of way, but yeah, I mean, Paul Laurie, David right. Toms, Rich Beam, Ben Curtis, Sean McKeel, Todd Hamilton, Michael Campbell, Jeff Ogilvie, right, Treva Immelman, Lucas Glover, Y. E. Yang, like. Okay. All good golfers. None of those guys well, are... relative to like other humans, yes. None of those guys are future golf Hall of Famers. Right. So, so play, you can so, play the game the opposite way, too, and like put Dustin Johnson and th- sure. his physique and that length and everything in the late 90s, early 2000s. That guy has nine majors right now. If you look at... And the way I did it, I said, okay, let's say Tiger's era, quote-unquote, started with his first major win at Augusta in 97. You mentioned, in 10 years after that, those are all the guys you just mentioned. Ham and Eggers. Good golfers that caught lightning in a bottle for a weekend because you could do that on tour back then. Look at the new era. Let's say that started with Rory's first major in 2011 at the U.S. Open. Nobody. I mean, the, the only names you can find on the list of, of majors for the last eight years. Like fluke fluke guys, right? I mean, Keegan Bradley, who's still really good. Uh, Webb Simpson, who flashes. Brooks Kepka, who his best may be ahead of him. And Danny Willett, maybe unfair to put him in there because he plays most of the time in Europe and mm-hmm. he's a great European golfer. But, like, Henrik Stenson's on that list, and he looks like a weak link when you compare him to Zach Johnson, Jason Day, Bubba, Spieth, yeah. DJ. And he's absolutely one of the best players right, in the world right. and, and would be 15, 20 years ago right there with Tiger Woods. And that's, I think— or like, a notch below. I mean, maybe, Tiger Woods would still be the—Tiger would, Woods in his prime right now, I think, would still be the best of this crop. He would still be the be number trade, one— But trading championships. Yes, he would have been the number one golfer in the world for those same—whatever he was, 16 yeah. years. Now, chicken-egg— did the game change because of Tiger Woods? I think yes. These guys are all, well, put it this way. Patrick Reed, who just won the Masters, was told for the first time since he was in college, you can't wear red on Sunday, hey, or Nike, because Tiger Woods wears red on Sunday. You have to wear pink, pink, some other color. Like, he's wearing red as a tribute to Tiger Woods. So, obviously, like, these guys wouldn't be playing golf. It's very possible that Spieth wouldn't be playing golf if Tiger Woods didn't generate that much excitement in the in the late nineties, early two thousand. I think Nike screwed up there too, by the way. Don't forget the Ryder Cup team wore red on Sunday. That wasn't an accident at, at Hazeltine. Well, if 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 you're Patrick Reed, why do you want to dress like Tiger Woods on Sunday in a tournament in which Tiger Woods is playing? Because I've always done it and it's worked out well for me. But he's doing it like there's other ways to honor Tiger Woods than dress exactly sure. like him with okay, the black pants right, and the black shoes and the red shirt. Dinner at Denny's. But, right. <laughs> right. Late. Exactly. Dinner. By the way, Pat Patrick Reed what I, I got to think Patrick Reed could put back a couple wings. You <laughs> know, if he goes a couple grand What is the is Masters dinner going to look like next year, a year from now? Sergio well, was like, we'll give you a salad and some rice. Patrick Reed's going to bring in ho- wings from Hooters, Juicy Lucy's. So the obvious transition there, Brad Lane came in and mentioned it early. You look at Patrick Reed, and is there a little John Daly in there? Now, the reason Daly kind of captured everybody is that he hit the golf ball five million yards and just had that look. 
He's kind of got a look. He doesn't do anything way, but like he's not freakish. I think that's what Daily Cat. But I wonder if there's not some. I'm just going to be who I am, and eventually that act's going to get tired. I think I've been thinking. We had that conversation off the air like two hours ago. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. I think John Daly was relatable in that he was self-destructive, and people looked at him as this sort of like he's this amazing talent, but he can't get away from the booze, yeah, the cigarettes, a Shakespearean tragedy, right? Yeah. Like he's. He, he, he's relatable in that, man, he has flaws, and those flaws are sort of playing themselves out on live television during majors. Patrick Reed just seems like a questionable guy, a guy who has loose ethics, loose morals, a guy who maybe cheated in college, got kicked out of Georgia. And and I'm not saying that John Daly is a saint and a, and a good guy either, but the perception is, man, Daly's kind of one of us, and the perception of Patrick Reed is, that guy's wearing a pink shirt, a choker necklace, and got kicked out of Georgia for being a clown. <laughs> Patrick right? Reed is white collar crime. That's what he is. And John he, Daly he looks is, like a kid, maybe with a little bit he's of privilege. A blue collar kid. Went to college. Yeah, and but he's not. Always been a snot. Not. Uh, you're right in the description, but he's not. Well, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying what, you're he, right. what what America looks at him as. To bring it circled to the argument you were making at the beginning of this, I don't know that John Daly could do what he did in this era. I don't know that anybody can come out and just. Well, his his attribute was hitting the ball further than anyone else, and thus being in a better position to cash in when the rest of your game wasn't a train wreck. And his first, and he major, wouldn't hit it further than anyone else. Now, his first major crooked stick. That course was perfect for him to do exactly what he did. I don't think that can happen now. I think what is DJ hitting three? He hit one the last week or two weeks ago that was like three sixty. Yeah, he's yeah, he's insane. He's taking nine irons in on his second shot. He's taking nine irons into the green on par fives. But he even isn't that much far ahead of... Now, there's guys that can hit it that far that can't chip or putt that are going to finish 40th yeah. every week. Actually, you know, so Ricey and I were talking, uh, I think it was like last Thursday, just off the air in the hallway, and we were talking about the tiger-proofing of courses when when they tiger-proofed the Masters and made it longer in like 99, whatever year it was, and all of a sudden courses started to become... You'd start to see these 500-yard par fours, and well, okay... Let's do the math here. If Tiger Woods is the only guy in that era who's hitting the ball as far as he is, making courses longer is only making it easier for him to win and take advantage. Well, but in Augusta's case, it made it easier for lefties. They made less penalties for a lefty mistake than a righty mistake, which is why you've seen lefty Mike Weir, Bubba, Bubba Watson, Phil, Phil Mickelson. have had a lot more success because there's less trouble when a lefty misses than when a righty misses. That was part of the Tiger proofing as well. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say that was part of it. It was a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't, everybody's still hitting the same clubs and the same balls. I mean, change it however you want. If a guy is that much better than the field, he's going to win more often than like, anybody else. Like Tiger was Tiger was going, and this is, again, like I love Tiger, and Tiger's, one, Tiger's the greatest golfer of all time, and he's one of my favorite athletes. But Tiger was battling dudes like Bob May head-to-head down the stretch, right? Did Bob May beat him? Uh, no, Bob... he beat Bob May. Who am I in the playoff? Rich Beam is who you're thinking no, of. No, Bob May went to the 18-hole playoff against him, right? Or am I making that up completely? No, he did go to a playoff. Who did he go to the Bob playoff May? against? Yeah, Y.E. E. Yang beat him in a I remember that. Yeah. But he was going head-to-head with Bob May and Chris DeMarco a couple times, and Woody Austin was in there. Right. All wonderful like professionals, random... but not golf Hall of Famers. Yes. And there's there were... 15 golf hall of famers in the field this week. Yeah. See, I can see my heroes objectively. Yeah. See, not blinded. Some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not the undertaker. (laughs) He's the greatest of all time. 
Uh, Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us? I want to get back into the Wolves, and I've been throwing out a lot of very hot statements, a lot of things that, frankly, have gotten me a lot of praise on Twitter because I know I'm right. I want some hot takes from you guys as well. All right. So we got uh, questions with Dave. Chris Long in for Judd. It's Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcaster. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. These men are consummate snowball artists. Mackie and Judd. Is this true? Yes, it's true. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Mackie and Judd, Chris Long from Five Eyewitness oh. News is in for Judd. Dave Harrigan's got some questions for us. Sure do. Let's start with what's going on at Target Center tonight. Wolves, Grizzlies, 7 o'clock. And Wednesday, it's Wolves Nuggets and maybe the playoffs, maybe not. I need a scenario, boys, that is A, realistic, and B, the one you in your heart of hearts absolutely want to play out. Not how you think it's going to play out, not how your typical Wolves fan wants to play out, because I know, Phil Mackey, specifically, you've been very conflicted the last couple weeks about these Timberwolves. How do you want the end of this season, no matter if it ends in two games, six games, 18 games, whatever, how do you want it to play out, thinking realistically? So, I'll start us off here. I think I want the Wolves to make the playoffs Liar. As, a, as a six seed, as a team that has a chance to actually win a first-round series. And I don't think they have any chance unless Kevin Durant also goes down with an injury and they play Golden State without Durant and Curry. And, and so for that to happen, the Wolves have to win their next two games. So get, get to 47 and 35, say goodbye to the Nuggets. And then they have to climb over Oklahoma City and New Orleans so, so you're rooting for Wolves wins and San Antonio wins in that case. If San Antonio beats Sacramento and New Orleans, and then New Orleans, in addition, loses, let's say, at the Clippers, which I think happens tonight. They play the, Clip- they play the Clippers in their next game. Um, and the Clippers just got bounced, so it's possible they don't have anything left to play for. But you want New Orleans and Oklahoma City to lose, and OKC gets at Miami, and then home against Memphis. Uh, but there's a scenario in which they could go one and one in those games. You go two and two and zero, oh, and then you could still uh, pass them via the second tiebreaker. So get get to the sixth seed and have a chance. Have a chance to beat Portland in a seven game series. Go do it. Just go win. Go win home games. Easy for me. I mean, I've said it a million times. Like when it comes to you know, with the way I am in the sports world up here, I'm rooting for stories and not teams. So I, I, I want to make the playoffs and upset somebody and make a run and and fire up the 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 basketball community in the entire state that's just been completely latent for 15 years. I mean, again, I talked about it earlier in the show. I mean, I remember what it was like in that run up to the Wolves going to the conference final. It was amazing. It was awesome. Um, the whole state was in on it. And and people that aren't big hockey fans and don't buy into the genius marketing that was the Wild coming up with the state of hockey some decade and a half ago will make the argument that there is a more passionate basketball fan base statewide, and they're 100% right. They couldn't go state of basketball. I think Indiana, your state, would, would, would well, slap a lawsuit on you. But, but even yeah. at the high school level, I mean, I, I am a romantic about high school hockey, but it's Twin Cities. Rochester, yeah, a couple. Most of the communities up north, mm-hmm. think loud, but not much. Oh, and then up way northwest. Um, 
basketball's everywhere. Basketball's everywhere. And I think that if the Wolves had had, had the same kind of sustained success, and you can jump on the Wild there if you want to and say they haven't had success, but if the Wolves had done what the Wild have done over the last two decades, you'd hear and see a lot more about the Wolves um, in the larger picture, not just in the Twin Cities, but statewide. So I want them back to that. I, it's better. I want every all of our teams to win. I, people say, I always say, are you a fan? No, but... When our teams win, it's yeah. good for business. I, I think if they were to wind up playing Golden State or Houston, and and there'd be some excitement because hey, they're in the playoffs, and like you'd pack the arena for a couple playoff games. But you're but saying the that taste, they'll take a step back because the taste in your mouth after Houston drubs you in four twenty point wins, and then wins that series on your home court, it's gonna leave. It's just gonna leave a pretty similarly sour taste to, to the one that if if you would have if you just missed the playoffs altogether. But if you got to the sixth seed. And you went toe-to-toe with a beatable but better, I think, team in Portland. Um, that would at least, man, if you went six or seven and you, or you went to the second round, you could feel a lot better about the progress the Timberwolves are making. And who would have thought even when Jimmy Butler went down, when they were still sitting in that third spot, yeah, that they'd fall you thought, man, like, there's some tough games ahead, but they're, like, they're in no danger of missing the playoffs, right? Oh, wait, look at the standings. All right. All right. Let's go back to the 18th hole yesterday. Patrick Reed lining up that putt to possibly win it. That was a little slippery downhill. He hit it a little further than he wanted, and he's got that knee-knocking three, four-footer that he needs to sink to win the Masters. He did sink it. Congratulations to him. But as he was lining up that putt, I think I was throwing up for him. I was uh, I would have been so nervous. I was uh, chucking up on my couch. So yeah, I want to know. He looked nervous, too. Oh, yeah, he was a little nervous. Uh a, I think we all would have missed that putt. That's pretty easy to see. Uh, but whether it be on oh, the... look at this guy over here. Whoa! Whoa one thing I can do is putt. Big grapefruits. <laughs> wow! I've also never putted on the linoleum greens of Augusta. So with yeah. with you know ten million people staring at one you. One thing I have is short game. Right? Ah, that's, that's that's what she said. <laughs> short game again with that. <laughs> Coming a theme on today's show. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So whether it be on the golf course or any other sporting environment that you uh, you graced in years past, the most pressure-packed situation you can remember yourself being put in, Ooh. and how did it go? I think I feel like I may have told this story on the air at some point, but it's all right. It's the most amazing I've ever felt as a high school mediocre high school baseball player and then in the same game so here's here's the scenario it was like a some might have been Le- I can't remember if it was legion or high school i think it was legion some like state tournament game and uh, and we had caught wind that there was going to be some college and pro scouts there to watch the opposing pitcher that we were about to face and like this dude throws 88 89 he's a junior in high school and he's already pumping like almost 90 miles an hour he's got a slider and uh, and this team was better. I think it was uh, I can't remember who it was. I want to say like Anoka or Coon Rapids Anoka, whatever. Anyways, this dude like best pitcher that we've ever faced as a team. And scouts with radar guns from there was a Big Ten scout there. Uh, Rob Fornasier from the Gophers was was there, and there were some pro scouts. And and the first inning he was a little wild. Walked the bases loaded. I came up one out, bases loaded, first inning, batting fifth, first pitch. Absolutely cranked one to the gap and cleared the bases. Three nothing. Second standing on second base, like yes. I faced that guy three more times. <laughs> Nine pitches, <laughs> three strikeouts. <laughs> Did not see any of the pitches. Like like blew them all. It was just close your eyes and swing. Run into it. Hit a double. Felt on top of the world. Yeah. Who are the scouts here to see now? Literally nine pitches. <laughs> 
three strikeouts the rest of the game. Go to bed. That was Still my one for four on double and three. Three RBI. ribs, baby. I'll That's take right. that. That's a decent day at the plate. Because of level of play, I want to say I played in a double overtime lacrosse game in high school. I can't remember what year. Anyway, made a couple saves. We won in double overtime. but And as a goalie in overtime, it sucks. It's the worst. It's awful. Yes. But, and I'm kind of, I don't even want to, the one, first one popped in my mind is the one I'm going to go with. Rec League football in Duluth. <laughs> because I played a lot of team sports and the pressure gets spread out. Even like baseball, there's still that one-on-one. I never was good enough at baseball to have a pressure. Most of the sports I was good at are team sports, so it kind of we were in this situation. But this one, so rec league football, you like flag or are you actually wearing pads? Flag, so? okay. Um, City league. We are playing in a playoff. It's our first round playoff game. We were not good, so we had to play a higher seated team, a team that had two members of the Duluth Superior Dukes, the pro baseball team in the Northern League, were on this team. Um, so we know we're playing. We're like, well, we're cooked. We're hosed. Won't spare you all the details. We get the ball with like 40 seconds left in our own third. Throw an out to one of my best friends. Makes an amazing catch on the sideline. Tiptoes out of bounds. Another throw short of the end zone. And the referee, there's no clock. It's rec league. So the ref, every time, is like 12 seconds yelling it out. (laughs) Throw it to my buddy. Uh, He's on like the two. Uh, We're down seven points. Uh, ref says, last play. So we know we got to score. I tell my buddy the center, and they're never going to expect it. Center eligible in flag football. I'm going to roll out. You just take four steps forward, turn around, boom. I throw a perfect pass that the power-hitting first baseman from the baseball team almost picked off. My buddy catches it. He's in. And I immediately go, you have to declare. You can try for one from the two-yard line. You can try for two from the ten. I immediately, two, ref. To the, for the ten. Two. Go for it. Because if we go to overtime... We're going to lose. Yeah. Like, I can't do what I just did again. I just had a six-play drive in 45 <laughs> seconds. Two. My, Were you, like, the stoic, like, those coaches on the sidelines? Oh, I wasn't yelling like, about it. Everyone's going crazy, oh, no. and Chris is just holding up two fingers. I, I wanted my team chill. I didn't want to be like, we're going for two. I was like, two, ref. We're going for two. My buddy's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, the odds of us completing any pass here are the same, depending, <laughs> no matter... So call the play, and we're drawn in the dirt. You know, you go here, you go here, you go here. I want you to... I said, ba da 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 I can't remember his name, and I probably shouldn't say it even if I do remember it. Always wore like a bad do rag, and it was like that kid. I'm like, they're not going to cover him. They're going to think I'm throwing to everybody I just threw to. So we're gonna we're gonna try the little giants play all. I was gonna say, is this the annexation of Puerto Rico right now? So I roll to my right and I stop, and this guy turns. I told him, I go, you got to blast off the line. The defensive back's going to come off you. You're going to have to stop right at the goal line. I'm going to throw it to you and fall backward. I said, it's the only way this works because he's going to be three yards deep. Only way it's going to work is if you catch this right on the goal line. He runs up, he plants, I throw it, he turns, ball gets there right to him, he catches it, guy grabs his flag, he was on the two. Oh, no! No! <laughs> I can still see, oh. like, that moment where he catches it, and I'm like, fall backward, fall backward. Guy pulls his flag, and I saw it before the ref said it. I was like, I can't believe he didn't get into the end zone. <laughs> he got to the two and stopped. Like, what? Wow. In the wide world of sports, <laughs> are you doing? I'd rather you drop the ball but this in is the like, end zone. This is like the Rams-Titans Super Bowl from yes. 1999. Yes. exactly. Yeah, except we had scored. Like, the hard part was getting the end zone. Now we just... 
I got people you could call friends of mine you that would still... say that's their answer to that question. As well. <laughs> Everybody on that team except that guy. Do you still wake up in the middle of the night thinking about that game, that play? There are, there are probably... The ramifications on your life? There are probably five or six moments in my limited athletic career that I close my eyes and can see, and I wish I could do that one again. Yeah, that's one of them. Man, if Coach would have put me in. It's the bad beats, right? <laughs> yeah. It's always the bad beats. Right, right, uh, right. Let's do a third question on the other side of this. I also have, I found a story, since Chris Long is in here, I know Chris Long is kind of a, a video game guy in his past. Uh, a story that pertains to video games we should get to. Mackie and Judd, Chris Long in for Judd. Mackie and Judd now continue. You're trained for this. You're ready for this. On 1500 ESPN. Hey, Twin Cities businesses, join the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society for the 28th Annual Dress for LLS. Thursdays in May, businesses across the state will be coming together to join LLS in the fight against blood cancers for a minimum donation of just $5. Participants earn the right to dress casual or in a company theme at work with prizes for the top fundraising team. For more details and to register your company, head to 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. All right, extended questions here. Dave, uh, question number three, fire away. Chris Long in for Judd today. Yeah, you guys, oh, tell me. Maybe I'm just a contrarian. Maybe I'm just a guy who likes to get people going and agitate, kind of like Royce. But turns out I hate a lot of things that a lot of people love that are very popular in culture. He's saying that like that's revelatory. Yeah, we know. We've, <laughs> we listen to the program. Like, we've explored like, some like of that today. people, you know? Like, most of us love people. You and Judd don't like people. Yeah, well, there's that. But yeah. I mean, today we explored my deep-seated hatred for friends, for Imagine Dragons. I hate anyone who puts hot or ketchup on a hot dog. You know, things like this. With you there. So, uh, you guys give it to me. Something or some things that are very popular that most people would say they are in favor of that you absolutely cannot stand to the point where you think anyone who disagrees with you is a complete moron like people who like friends i'll take a slightly different tack on this and <laughs> and right now today with the way things have been going this is not going to be this is going to be hard to defend but here's one that i always tell people and they look at me like i'm crazy i like winter better than summer all right you're insane i love golf hmm. i like good weather I love now. I don't like when winter goes till August, okay, April tenth. It's April 9th. Yeah, I, this, yeah. Is, this is the wrong week for me to be doing this one. I like waking up with snowfall. I like hockey. I like skiing. I don't mind cold if I don't have to be in it. And for the most part, you know, if I if I worked mostly outside, I, I would probably have a different feeling on this. And I know there are people that do, and they hate winter because I I like summer. I love going with my family to the beach, uh, but we have to. Go to North Carolina to do that. So if I need warm, I can go find it. Now, I also might be spoiled because I lived in Fort Myers for five years. I can go find warmth. I love winter. I love, I prefer winter more. You can find cold, take, too. Man. That's an aggressive take. You can wow. live in the Southern Hemisphere in July. Go for it. If you ask me, to, free. If you ask me to, to live in Anchorage or South Florida, based on just weather, not culture and availability of things to do, I would take Anchorage. San Diego or Anchorage? All in or just weather? I mean, all in, I guess. San Diego, all in. There's way more to do, and it's a so better town. So basically, you're saying that if... If you could move the life and culture of South Beach or San Diego <laughs> to northern Manitoba, the the it's not ocean. there? Yes. Because it's bleeping Alaska. <laughs> to back up my point, it's not an opinion that most people agree with or everyone would live. Let's get two hours of sunlight today. That sounds great. I don't like that. I don't want dark. 
Okay, I'm just but talking you, you just want like you just want to be bitter cold all the time. It's cold, where, where cold. All I don't the bodies want, of water are frozen. I don't want twenty below. Give With me snow give me, everywhere. Give me ten, fifteen degrees, a little really? breeze and snow. Oh yeah, I that's love one it. of the stupidest opinions that's ever been uttered on this so show. I think, and I, on this think show. I nailed your question. But you <laughs> you enjoy when it's ten degrees <laughs> as your stance yes. here. Yes, more than oh, when it's ninety. Wow. Oh, I got way you know, more wow. than when it's ninety. Now you throw San Diego in there, like. Sorry, Chris. Look at me. You've seen me sweat when it's 95 <laughs> degrees outside. That's not fun for me. Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. Yeah, okay. If it was that 70... That's it, like walking out, like you're waving a gun in the middle of Times Square right now, right now. It's just somewhat hot take police. Where I would prefer to be 20 degrees than 90 degrees. All right. I, I, how do you even follow that one up? Mine was going to be, I think the Dave Matthews band is terrible. Oh, now we're going to fight. <laughs> Where every song sounds the same. No, the ones on the radio. Crash into me. I think that's becoming a more popular opinion than you. Than well, because they haven't had a new though. song in 12 years. Well, I think I mean, a lot of They didn't have, have any new songs up. when they were yes, pumping out new did, songs. They did, just not the ones on the radio. They're fine. They're wonderful musicians. I like them a lot. In yeah, general, so is Nickelback. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> they were popular at one time too, Chris. Still touring and being very popular. Yes, I feel like the state fair every. In general, day. if your argument for a band is well, like all of those things that they feature, like their best stuff that they feature to the most people to try and make money, like that's really crappy stuff. You got to get to this other stuff that no, really like no, they're no, not no, that no, proud no. of enough to go put it out there for people to. No, there are a <laughs> lot of great restaurants in the Twin Cities that are renowned for their burgers because everybody loves burgers. Guarantee you, most of them, if you ask the chef, the burger is not the thing he would say is the best thing on the menu. We're known for our burger. Yeah, but I make a really good this. And I wish more people would eat that, but everybody eats freaking burgers. You should try my chef's salad. You can't ever say that, like, French dressing. Popular opinion leads to the best product. No, I don't. I'm, I not, mean, I'm not saying that as a 100% uh, like blanket statement. But in general, if you're like, if, if, if you're a one hit wonder, you probably have a, a collection of music that you could sift through. If you're Dave Matthews band and you've put out quote unquote hit single after hit single after hit single, but and for to me, me but, but for I me, think all of those songs are garbage. I'm a big Dave Matthews fan. My five or six favorite songs done by the band that I love seeing live and will listen to on Spotify were ne- never on the radio. Okay. That's part of the problem. When you sure. go to somebody and say, man, you got to listen to the sure. Jeep tracks. Sure. Bleep you. Sure. No, I'm with you. The popular ones stink enough. I'm not digging deep. We don't need your fanhood, Dave. <laughs> but I'm with you, and that's anybody that has. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. The, the food one was the best one. I don't think I can talk. Let, that let me one. ask you. We have like a minute and a half. Let me ask you this video game question. So, yeah. uh, so there is now a professional league for NBA 2K players. This is the next big thing, everyone. So it's get e- ready. Esports, where you these these players are going to make thirty five thousand dollars over six months. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but they have zero expenses. Also, and prize money from a $1 million prize pool, and health insurance and a retirement plan, and housing provided, relocation costs. And food and... Everything. Yeah. Is there a game you guys think you could play from your past, or if if you still play games right now, or if you like, if you took a few months to really practice that game, you think you could make a living in a league? It's loaded up. Tecmo Super Bowl, baby. Dave and I are on the same page. Let's roll. Yep. Which was like Tecmo Super Bowl and Mario Kart for Super Nintendo yeah, were the two see, that I I'd get slaughtered. I got that. real big into in my peak gaming days, uh, racing games like Gran Turismo and Forza. I could take all comers in Gran Turismo 
and and probably make a living at that All one. Right. But not any sports Grand games. Turismo for what? Uh, was that I PlayStation? I was always a PlayStation guy. Yeah. None of that Xbox stuff. Good. Also not a popular opinion. But yeah, any <laughs> racing game, including Mario Kart, I, I could have done that. Chris Long, 5 at Witness News. Follow him on Twitter at Chris Long KSTP. Judd back tomorrow.